Blog Talk Radio. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O. And I hope everyone had an awesome week and that all of your four-legged fuzzies, fin, feather, scale, and fur had an awesome week, healthy and happy. And here in Arizona, it's really, really sunny and really, really windy, so um, it's a good day not to be at work, but I hope you're listening from somewhere. And tell all of your friends, family, and four-legged fuzzy loved ones to listen in because we have an awesome, awesome show today. Um, First, as always, I want to thank Sylvia Global Media Network for making this entire show possible and our wonderful friends like Osmeth who keeps me on track and makes it possible for my technophobe self to get on with wonderful guests like we have today. So I want to ask everybody to keep in touch. I want to have everybody like us on Facebook. It's Holistic Tech here with Dr. O, pretty simple, and then we can keep in touch with Twitter. It's Dr. O DVM, and there's a lot of activity going on there, including there's going to be some awesome pictures about not only Eddie's Wheels, who is our company and our guest today, but also Gambate, my personal pit bull, who just received his custom set of wheels, gosh, less than a week ago, and um, he digs them. Oh, my gosh, it's changed his life, and we're going to talk about that today. So that being said, let's get started. Our guest today, the company name is Eddie's Wheels, and we'll explain why Leslie is here talking to us about Eddie's Wheels. So first and foremost, Leslie, I really wanted to thank you for your time. Good morning. Thank you for having me. This is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. So, well, when I went to school, Leslie, we were taught that DM, so DM is not a painful disease. Okay? It's not. So this, this, this is what we're taught. And that with regard to I don't have spinal pain, I don't have pain like I just got shot is one thing, but you only have to watch a dog drag themselves around or compensate with the front end or not be able to sit up or not be able to clean themselves or not be able to scratch their own back to know that there's a different kind of pain going on. There's there's emotional pain. There's a, I'm no longer the leader of my pack pain. There's no longer, I will, Mm -hmm. you know, I am slowly not being a dog anymore. And the thing is that if you've ever known a human being who has had a degenerative disease, watching them lose the spark in their eye, watching Mm -hmm. them lose the ability to do what they were born to do is pain. It's it's, not something that Western medicine gives you a brimadil for, but it's painful. So when we and talk it's kind about, of excruciating for the caregiver. Indeed, indeed it is. Indeed it is. So when you hear That's from your we, traditional or you read to somewhere what saying, DM was, I felt I felt totally. I was I was a wreck. Um, I I couldn't believe that I was dealing with so many dogs that had such a um, dismal prognosis. However, I must say that the dogs have taught me to buck up. Um, Mm. I see them get the spark back in their eyes every day that I put them in a wheelchair. That's right. And they stop feeling sorry. Well, they never felt sorry for themselves. They're kind of stressed. Um, But um, that spark comes right back. And they feel so empowered by that wheelchair. Um, 
And uh, we have created what we consider the ultimate DM card. It's a variable axle card that allows the owner to change the balance of the card as the disease progresses so that they don't have to be coming back to us at every step of the way of this disease. They can just buy one card one time and as the disease moves forward, compensate for their dog's increasing disability by moving wheels forward, unscrewing the wheels and moving them one, one step forward so that by the end of the axle's length, they have a dog who is, who is weak in the front end, has lost its course, probably incontinent, but still is so glad to be your dog, still so glad that you still love him, still so looking forward to that next meal. And if we can allow that dog to still go for a short walk on two wheels, they are really happy to still be here. So um, most of my DM uh, dog clients are now buying variable axle carts. Um, now, can you can you talk to our listeners a little bit? For, for those folks that don't know what DM, DM doesn't mean diabetes mellitus. It means degenerative myelopathy, meaning that right. the myelin sheet, well, in theory, theory, nobody actually knows, unfortunately, that the my theory that the myelin sheet, this nice little coating on the nerve, is degenerating so that the nerves aren't conducting down from the spine to the back legs and so on and so forth. But once again, it's conjecture. We Nobody really, really knows. And as Leslie said, there's a direct correspondence now genetically being worked on, being proved, I guess being proven or... Um, with ALS, okay, right. and ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, many people might know of it that way, and this disease progresses from bottom to top, okay, mm-hmm. from toe, rear toe to neck, um, and in humans being two-legged versus quadruped, there's no difference, okay, so there's going to be a little bit of toe dragging, a little bit of knuckling, a little bit of weakness in the rear, a little bit of, you know, it's a progressive, slow, torturous progression of nerve over loss. years over the course of years yes yes yes, um, yes. You know, whoa, um, slow, typically slow. my dm clients i i always ask when did you notice the toenail scraping on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and it is typically six to nine months ago though sometimes it's up to a year yep. and when they're coming here for me to measure them for their wheelchairs the dogs are being supported in the rear with a sling Right. Um, and uh, their back legs are crossing, their yep. toes are knuckling, um, and then when I put them in their wheelchair, this amazing miracle happens where, oh, guess what? I can still use those legs because I'm being held up in a healthy, normal stance. And then I you know, pull out my dried chicken treats and give a little tug on the yoke, and we go off, and we start off at a walk, and we end up in a trot, and the faster we move those back legs, the better proprioception they have. And I, and I think of it very visually as a, you know, if you look at a, at a corroded electrical wire with the insulation stripped off in various spots, yep. the, the arcing of moving fast, the, the, the electrical impulse in the nerve sheath arcs over the, the blank spot that is the DM. And if we can keep them moving fast and moving fit, um, we can we can compensate for a little bit of more time. And um, so that's what I see with these DM dogs all the time. Look, my dog's not even knuckling in that wheelchair. Wow, isn't that amazing? You're like, um, <laughs> You're like look at it. But these are things that are not these are things that are not normally discussed 
or even given as an option in traditional practice. And that when we talk to people that have or been diagnosed, diagnosed with exclusion, we look for everything else, and we diagnose these guys with GM, that it, 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 it's um, given as a diagnosis to owners as quite in quite a bleak fashion in many cases. Just like saying, you know, unfortunately if people say your dog has cancer, it doesn't need to be bleak. It just needs to be a fact and then we just deal with it. You know, we just have that we have many options to deal with it and make their quality of life as good every single minute of every single day as possible. And I think that that's what Eddie's Wheels offers. Is that Absolutely. every day I feel better than I felt the day before. Every day I'm a dog. I'm not just a placemat. I'm just, you know, and so, uh, and I, I feel like a dog. Just like people need to feel like people. Like that wonderful woman who said in the wheelchair, getting the wheelchair for her boxer. How awesome is that? Um, yeah. <laughs> what about your um, help? Help them up harness. Now, I yeah, lifted got to be a thousand dogs and over thousands and thousands of pounds of dogs that are down in the rear end. And um, I have my right arm is really, really strong, and my shoulder hurts, and my neck from it, and. Uh, Let's talk about the difference between strapping a big bathing bath towel underneath their rear end versus your help them up harness. How is it different? Well, it's the help them up harness turns your dog into a suitcase. You've got a handle at the shoulders and a handle at the rump. Um, so you have a handle that's not going to slip out of your hand. You're grasping a handle. Uh, the dog knows that you're grasping a handle, and the dog feels secure. So I have a paralyzed pit bull who weighs 45 pounds, and when I walk him up the um, stairs with a sling, he is much more insecure and nervous and moves way too fast for me. But uh-huh. when I have uh-huh. the help of my harness on him and I'm holding him by the handle, he knows that I've got a good grip on him and we can walk up the stairs uh, at a pace that works for both of us. Um, it's a great harness. It's made by a guy in Denver, Kerry Zimmerman, who designed this very much the way we designed our carts. came out of his life. He had a 100-pound black lab that had cancer, and he needed to help that dog up and get him in and out of the SUV and up and down the stairs. And so he is a wonderful designer. Um, he continues to work on and improve this product. Now it has a handle, two kinds of handles. Um, if you want a shoulder strap for that really, really big dog, you can now get a shoulder strap that attaches to the two handles so that you're not having to bend at all and you're preserving your own back. And then for corgi owners, there's an attachment, attaching leash so that you don't have to bend over to pick up the handle on your dog. You can just leash it, and that Which, works really well, too. Um, exactly. And for anybody who's ever done this, you'll know that that bending over and hurting these guys up they have a tendency, just like Leslie said, to just jet right off. As soon as they get something underneath that rear end, I just hit it as an insecurity thing, if I want this over with thing, if they, I can do this on my own. I don't know what it is, but it's fast. It's faster than I can go. And many okay. times I would, I have myself tripped up the rear dangling legs with my oh, own God, foot. Yes. Yeah. You know, or, or not taking a corner quite as smoothly as I would if we were moving at dog speed versus mock speed. So it's, it's a truism in that the idea yeah. of having a help them up harness to make the dog not only more manageable for the human involved, but also more secure, you know, so we're not worried or nervous that we're not going to make it from here to there in a, in a smooth fashion. So the security... You know, and the piece is, is that you as a caregiver have to take care of your body. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> the dog is relying on you. 
to be is a strong, healthy body. So um, you got to take care of yourself, and the health and love harness is, is is for you, you know, as much as it is for the dog. Um, and I would, I resell a lot of health and love harnesses. Um, um, I'm finding and, it so and, you know, interesting. That's why I Every day. Virtually everybody so who needs dog wheelchair needs a harness as well. So um, <laughs> we recommend them. And, you know, most dogs like them a lot. Um, occasionally we'll have a dog that, that doesn't like them, and we have some other options for those dogs. Um, but um, but we really like them because it's really hard to steer a dog from behind. Uh-huh. And having that handle at the shoulders and a D-ring for the leash allows you to leash the front and carry the back and control the whole dog. So um, it, it, it really works well. Um, and All right, uh, Leslie, we got, we got a couple of people calling in uh, or posting questions here. So if you're okay, I want to ask you a couple of questions that they're asking. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. All right, um, the first question here is, uh, if my dog is incontinent, will the cart still work? Or do we have to, you know, we have to clean it up all the time? All our carts are designed gender-specific. So the center of the saddle for a female dog is in front of her urethra, and no urine should land on the saddle. The saddle is also padded with closed-cell foam, so with uh, minimal maintenance, if your dog does pee on the saddle, if you wipe it off and clean it with household cleaner like Fantastic or Dawn dish soap, uh, it will not open up the pores of the saddle. Um, and male dogs urinate uh, in the front, so the saddle center is moved back for a male dog. Um, dogs with incontinence um, and also disability, which kind of go hand in hand, um, are, the dogs are really stressed out about their toileting issues. Yeah. They, they have given up their privacy, um, and they are worried about, landing in their own pee and poop because they cannot assume the doggy posture. But dogs don't need to squat in order to go to the bathroom. So what they do in their wheelchairs is they kind of hunch up their spines and their tails go up and poop happens and they get to roll away from it. So so it makes life easier both for the dog and its dignity and sense of privacy. And you've got to scoop it up anyway if you're a polite dog owner, so just carry your your, uh, plastic bags with you. Um, All right, so so our next question, that's an awesome answer because that, that being able to move away from it, whether it's urine or stool, is so yep. important. You know, it's so important for their own dignity and also for cleanliness and long-term health. Now, um, the next question here is, how long can my dog stay in his wheels? Um, dogs really don't spend a whole lot of time hanging out doing nothing standing up. So I I always hedge this with, you know, what's your dog's normal activity level? Um, I also, when people tell me that all they do is let their dog go outside to pee and poop and then it comes back in, I don't encourage them to get a wheelchair unless they're willing to take their dog for a walk. Right. Um, because if you, when I got Buddha her wheelchair, she lived on a, you know, a city lot, and it was a, a small yard and not very interesting and across the street there was about uh, half a mile of woods going through a, a boggy wetland, and that's where we had to go for her to tolerate putting on a wheelchair every day. So for her, it was great. She loved it. Oh, I got Mom to take me to the woods every day. Um, and so, you know, th- this is um, an opportunity for you to spend quality time with your dog. 
Um, when the dog is not active, he should not be in his wheelchair. Um, now, the disclaimer for that is depends on the breed of dog. Say you've got a dachshund, one of my big customers. Dachshunds only have to drop about two inches to be in a lying down position. Right. So if you have a doggy bed in a sunbeam, chances are your dachshund's going to roll over to it and take a nap, and that's fine with me. Um, the dog should not be allowed to lounge around, though, in its cart for more than 45 minutes. If he's sleeping and taking a long nap, take him out of the cart. The only time we ever see pressure sores in our wheelchairs is when dogs are kept confined in them for too long in one position. So if a dog is resting on the front of the saddle for hours and hours and hours, there's going to be chafing and, and, and pressure there. So right. take them out of the cart. It's really easy to take the dog out of the cart. It opens like a door, so you pull out the two pins, unbuckle the chest strap, lift the yoke, and scoop them out. That's all there is to it. So it takes less than 10 seconds. I put three dogs <laughs> in three wheelchairs every morning. Under a minute flat. So, so it, it is a learned skill, though. I have to tell our listeners it's a learned skill. Um, it is, but you get to move maybe, down. It's like anything, right? Indeed, indeed. It's like riding a Harley. You know, it's like in the beginning, yeah. it's like, I need four sets of hands here to do this and do that. Learning curve is steep, and hey, the dog You know, my pit bull is, so is the toughest <laughs> dog to get into a wheelchair. He was uh, used as a bait dog, as a puppy, and has a crushed spine right in front of his lumbar spine. Uh Um, He was allowed to drag himself around for six months, so he's totally twisted in the rear. He has spasticity. So it took me a while to figure out the logistics of putting him in a cart for the first few months. It was a two-person operation. But I finally figured out that if I put my foot on the yoke... (laughs) That's exactly what I do. My wrist, the lesion... Decompress it. I can decompress. He'll, the, he still has reflexes in his rear. He'll drop his legs. I can thread them through the saddle, and I can say, relax, Bo, relax, because he's been getting traction and acupuncture. He now has muscle memory about what relax means. Oh, that's good. Good, 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 good. Get him into and his cart. And, the, you know, and for me, how easily he goes into that cart tells me how, what I have to do for him that day in terms of, PT, whether he needs some massage or some laser or some extra time uh, standing in his therapy stand getting traction. If he's loose and easy to get into his cart, we're good. If he's bound up and like a twisted corkscrew, I know I've got to do some work on him. Doing some more work. Now, I know my my Gambate, his level of patience with me, uh-huh. Absolutely, absolutely speaks how much he loves that damn cart. He just he he tolerates me, and, and it's so funny with that. Put put your left foot on the yoke, and then tilt it down, and then pick up the dog and back it up or move this forward. So it is a learned it's a learned skill. Yeah, but, well, um, you know, but, back it up against the door so it doesn't so it doesn't roll backwards. Um, <laughs> usually, you can flip the yoke 360 degrees under the cart, so then it's not trying to close on you. But my pit bull is so short that I can't do that. So I have to put my foot on the oak, but it's, uh, you know, so funny. I love that because that's neat. exactly what I do. Uh, you come up so, with a uh, technique because you have to. <laughs> you got to make it work, you know. The uh, so. I, I, the, I, the thing is that there's no way we're not going to do it. Now tell tell our listeners, please, what is our obligation here? We are, of course, doing what we're talking about, figuring out how the human's going to deal with the cart, and then we um, we have 15 minute or 30 minutes. 
our walks, which we, at least for mm-hmm. my dog, we build up too slowly because he hasn't used his body in this right. way in a bit of time. Right. Um, and what is, what's our obligation? It, 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 it's a commitment to these guys. It's not just throw your dog in the cart and all of a sudden they're like they were before and you can just leave them alone. This is not a, this is not an unsupervised event. So can you please go over that? And, um, okay. Well, I live in the country, so my dogs actually do run around in their wheelchairs in the yard, but I can see them from windows in my house and from my office. But generally, your dog should not be outside in his wheelchair because he can't flip over, and you you got to be there to uh, pick him up if he uh, went chasing after that chipmunk and decided to fly over the rock in the middle of the yard and, and yeah. ended up on his back. I have never seen a dog injure himself from a, a tip over um, in in 25 years of wheelchairs. Um, but remember that your dog is a dog. He's going to follow his nose. He's going to chase the chipmunk. He's going to wander into the pond. So you got to be there. Um, what's your other obligation? Um, you can uh, you can use the cart to stand him up to eat. That's a really nice way to have a meal. You're not having to compensate for. And you can stand up and eat. My dogs eat in their wheelchairs. Mind um, you, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know, and and then um, you want to, if your dog is prone to UTIs, you want to become really aware of the quality and character of their urine. Um, you might need to learn bladder expression to help them with that, especially if you have a DM dog. The later stages of the disease, they have a hard time forcing all their pee out of their bladders, so you might have uh-huh. to physically assist them. You can use the cart to help you with that because they're standing up, so all you do is reach inside and press on the bladder when they're, uh, trying to urinate and give them better urine stream. Um, you can tell when your dog's urine smells really bad or is off color, and um, yeah. in touch with your vet and have have your antibiotics on hand for those occasions that they get a UTI. Um, and it's so important. That's so important because a lot of people, if you you're not uh, paying attention to every aspect, whether it's my foot is dragging, my urine smells weird, I'm not eating, standing up anymore, or you know, for me, it's always grooming him, his back, just to get that, you know, because I know he can't lick himself back there or he can't roll himself over and those types of things. So just yeah. caring for your dog or cat or whatever you know, your friend is. As a yeah, my, uh, my pit bull hard. has taught me about pyoderma, something I never had to deal with before. Uh-huh. Um, but because he tends to kick his, his um, legs when he goes to the bathroom, I think he yep. got some feces in between his toes that turned into pyoderma because he lies with his feet up next to his tummy because of the contractions. We got a rash on his tummy, so I had to learn about <laughs> pyoderma. So now I, you know, I'm a little more careful about his personal hygiene, and I check, uh, and I manage that um, for him. Um, so um, some dogs... Um, uh, owners sometimes will use stirrups um, when their dogs are ready or insist on using stirrups when their dogs are just chuckling but still wanting to move from the hip. Some dogs will post in their saddles when that happens, and they won't create chafing on the inner groin. So we, uh-huh. we, um, we recommend that people uh, do their own research about dog boots. Um, there is no one perfect boot for every dog, so we don't carry dog boots, but there's a website called dogboots.com. That is your all-in-one dog shoe store, 
um, and <laughs> look for the right boot to protect your dog's uh, feet when they're dragging. Uh, you can buy cheap boots, put them on upside down so that the uh, tread is on top of the foot, and then when they worn a hole through it, use that use that boot that's left over with a hole in it and just use the duct tape solution to cover it and get some wear out of those boots. Um, dogs dragging their toes will go through boots really quickly. Quickly, um, yeah. Um, but foot protection is really important. Um, my biggest challenge with Buddha was that she did drag, drag, and um, 25 years ago I used uh, corduroy baby booties and duct tape uh, to cover her feet. But once you have a wound on a paralyzed dog, you're really you've really got a major problem because they're going to go after that wound. So you want to prevent wounds as much as possible um, from happening because managing a, a foot wound is is hard work. It I've is, been there it and is, done that. It is. It's a repeated it's a repeated area of trauma. So I um, first of all, I guess I need to thank you so much for all of this information. It's shocking amounts of wonderful stuff. And to uh, thank you, of course, for your time. Now we've got about five minutes here, and I'd like to ask you to base, literally talk to the world. Tell tell people from your heart about Eddie's Wheels and how you can be helpful. What you've done for the last hour how we can continue to empower people and spread the word to their friends. How do we get in touch with Eddie's Wheels? What kind of social media do you guys have? And I love that the uh, canine genetic research, the dog foods, the Dodgers list, the DM support. I think that all these things are available on your website. And that how do we help people spread the love? To okay, well, we have, a, we have a very active Facebook page. Uh, we try and post at least a few times a week. Saturday mornings are um, a big day here at Eddie's Wheels. So you normally see five or six clients a day on it on a Ooh, on a Saturday Leslie, morning. Leslie, Leslie, I hate to cut you off. We just have a we have a pretty important question here. I'm so sorry. We only have a couple minutes, but if my dog is having a lot of pain in her hips when she walks, but is okay around the house, would it be okay to get a cart for my dog to use only? for when she goes for walks. What do you think? Absolutely. Why not? Why not? And dogs with uh, bad hip dysplasia really are in pain. Um, we have had, we, we work with dogs with hip dysplasia. We're pretty aware of what we have to do to design a cart for them. Um, we actually make the saddle just a little bigger than we normally would because we don't want to put any lateral pressure on those hips. Um, and... Um, and the the dogs are really happy about it. There are um, some really great videos that I have of dogs literally just <laughs> saying, thank you, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah, I can really run in this cart, and it takes the pain out of walking. Dogs are totally intuitive. So uh, my husband, who has had um, one hip replacement and needs another, you know, really <laughs> likes to push that uh, basket at the supermarket because it's so much less, um, uh, um, you know, he uses it like a walker. He won't ah, use yeah, a walker because yeah. he's a guy, you know. <laughs> so he just grins and bears the pain of having bad hips, but when he can push a, a shopping cart, he can take the pain out of walking. That's how dogs with hip dysplasia use wheelchairs. That's they let it take the pain out of walking. We've Thank had you. dogs with... Who have ACL issues and can't afford yeah. the surgery, um, yeah. dogs will use um, carts uh, with bad knees uh, the same way. 
They will yes. use their legs, but they will let the car take the pain out of walking. So. That's awesome. I want to thank our listener for that question. That was really great. We have a couple of really awesome questions today, and it allowed Leslie to kind of spread um, the, the specific answers to these guys because I know everyone listening has got the same questions sitting with their dogs or their cats or their, their friends. So um, I want to thank you very much for calling in. Now, we just have uh, another minute or so, Leslie. So tell the world how to get a hold of Eddie Field and the customized care and construction that you give to the each individual dog or cat or customer. I really right. appreciate that. So we have a really extensive website, eddieswheels.com. Um, there's blogs in there. There's literally probably 100 pages on my website. So search <laughs> the blog post for information about your particular issues. We will design a cart based on your whole dog. So if you have a 15-year-old dog who um, has been compensating for weakness in the rear for the last three years, chances are he's got some arthritic issues in the front end, and we'll design a cart that's comfortable for that whole dog, not just the back end of that dog. Um, We will do our best to create a cart that gives your dog and you the freedom and mobility that both of you deserve. Um, We make front-wheel carts for dogs with front-leg disabilities, uh, three-legged dogs. We make quad carts for dogs who need quad carts. And sometimes why you need a quad cart is because you have no balance, yeah. because you're an old vestibular dog, or mm-hmm. because you have cere- uh, cerebellar degeneration. Everyone, tell every, all your friends, all your veterinarians, everyone you know about Eddie's Wheels, get in touch with them, read their website. It, it's tons of great information. And get a hold of me, ask me about my personal experience. Get me on Facebook, Holistic Pet Care with Dr. O, or give us a tweet, okay, Dr. O DVM. And yep. please support Leslie in every way possible, and I will keep updates on Gambasi's progress and pictures for the world. And once again, thank you so much to Sylvia Global Media Network for making this happen. And thank you so much, Leslie, for your time. Thanks for having us. It was great. Thanks. Uh, it was wonderful. Thank you so much. Bye-bye, Thanks. everyone. Talk to you next week. The information discussed during the show is not intended to diagnose, treat, prevent, or cure any condition. If your pet is currently experiencing any medical issues, please seek immediate assistance from a licensed veterinarian.